Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Royal Strong and True Podcast. We are very excited to be with you. We are only 43 days away from college football season, and we are doing everything we can to get pumped and get ready. Today, we will be previewing the American Athletic Conference, and we will be talking a lot of fun football stuff that you will not want to miss. If you enjoy the episode, please download, share, and leave a five-star review. Make sure you follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Loyal2RoyalPod, and we will be having a good time. Without further ado, let's get to it. Let's boom. Go Tigers. But that field judge on the far side is in their pocket, man. Go over here, that's right! Let's back this booler. Yeah! Let's go wild, let's man. Go, baby. Let's go. Alrighty, everybody, welcome back. We're back, baby. We are back in black. Not really, I'm wearing yellow. Justin's wearing black. I am wearing black. Yes, um, but we are back uh, like a rack on a stack of packs. Packs. Uh, <laughs> cut us some slack for Ooh, that bad joke. There we go. Perfect. Um, we have a little countdown for you guys. It is exactly from when you're listening to this, if you're listening on time, like you should be. You better be. 43 days till the start of college football season. Only 43 days. That's less than a month and a half. That That is. That That's is crazy. Oh my goodness. I Honestly, I can't wait. Every single day, I think about football. I think about college football. I talk about college football. I prepare for this podcast. And when I dream, I dream of college football. I just... I'm going to have a nervous breakdown because there isn't college football to go to right now. I might have to watch some old games on YouTube or something. Jared, how excited are you for college football season? Uh, I'm actually a little bit too excited. You can ask my wife. Uh, Nope. No such thing. Remember, (laughs) on this podcast, we take sports way too seriously the way they should be. So uh, today at work, um, I have to download things before I get there because my family switched to AT&T, so I don't have service out at work anymore. Shout Um, out AT&T. Yep. I love them. Uh, So I downloaded a podcast to listen to, and guess what it was? What? It was the recording of Greg and Riley's call of the Georgia Southern game from last year. And I just listened to the whole game and the whole post game. That's incredible. I love that so much. You see that? For me, it's a real problem because like, I wake up in the morning, I get in my car, and I drive to work. Because I work at 7 a.m. Right? And my job is literally right next to Lavelle Edwards Stadium. So I drive by Lavelle Edwards Stadium every single morning. And I just look at it. I just look at I smell it. Ugh. Sometimes I have to make deliveries inside of the stadium Ugh. for like the videos that they make or like concessions, you know, like even like for like the sporting events, like they produce everything inside of the stadium. So they have like a whole like, especially like all the popcorn. I'm not going to get into the specifics <laughs> of it. But I have to go inside the stadium. I'm like, I can't wait to be here. Oh, and it probably looks so pretty in the morning with the sun coming over the mountains. Oh, it looks so gorgeous. Oh. Uh, anyway, there are 43 days until week zero. The first game, there are a couple TBD games for week zero. But first one, get this. Austin P at Western Kentucky. Let's go. 
if that isn't the most beautiful thing ever, I don't know what is. That is gorgeous. That's going to be amazing. Uh, I think it's safe to say we're both pretty excited. Yeah, I mean a little bit. Yeah, sure. Like marginally. Marginally. That's a good. That's a good way to put it. I, honestly, I don't even know if I'm using that word correctly, but. Uh, well, we are going to marginalize the. Uh, that, that, no, that's no, definitely no, not. No, we're not. We don't do that on the World Talking Tree podcast. <laughs> no, sorry. Um, no, uh, but we, we are, are not the honor code here. No, definitely not. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, the American Athletic Conference is the subject of our talk today. Um, they're an interesting conference, to say the least. They're, they call themselves the Power Six. I don't think we can say that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but they do have 11 teams with no divisions. Interesting. Solid. Part of the reason they have no divisions is because they have an uneven amount of teams. So. Exactly. Um, but yeah, we're just going to hop right into it. Um, Let's we're gonna, get it, baby. We're going to do it a little bit differently than we did last time. Um, this one should be shorter, should be more exciting. We're not going to dive in as much to the betting aspect and the nitty gritty. We're going to do more of kind of an overview, more just to get you excited for football um, for this conference specifically and kind of point out the teams to keep your eye on this year. So we are going to move through the conference in alphabetical order. We're going to go through their win totals, whether we want the over or the under, and we are going to talk about how much fun this conference is going to be to watch this season. So, Jared, why don't you talk to me a little bit about the Bearcats of Cincinnati? All right, so last year they were pretty dang good. Mm -hmm. Well, we'll say that. Um, I don't think anybody ever had them picked to win the CFP. No. But everyone was happy that they got in there. Yeah. If they had a better offense, they probably could have competed in the playoff game. Uh, either way, they went undefeated in conference, went 13-1 overall. They're returning 60%, which is bottom half of college football, so not a ton yeah. of returning production. Yet their win total is still at 9.5. That's pretty high. Um, their schedule, it's a little... I'm not going to say hard because I don't think it's hard. It's pretty favorable. But they do go to Arkansas. That'll be a tough game. Mm -hmm. They get Indiana coming. I don't think Indiana's going to be that good. No, Indiana's going to be awful. Um, but they do go to SMU, to UCF. Yeah, that's a tough one. And those are the two ones that I kind of have my eye on. Justin, how are you feeling about this team? Are you going to take the over or the under? Nine and a half. See, I, I completely agree with you. Cincinnati really got like a bad draw in their schedule. They have to go to Tulsa. They have to go to SMU. They have to go to UCF, and they get like Navy at home. They get, you know, they get uh, East Carolina at home. Those are games you generally want away so that you can get your tougher opponents at home. That did not happen for Cincinnati this year. Like you said, they play Arkansas. I think that's an L. Otherwise, at a win total of nine and a half. I see a much higher probability of this team going ten and two than I do nine and three. I think that's I don't think that's because Cincy will be good. I think that's more of a statement as to the state of the American Conference right now. Mm. So I'm gonna take the over on this. Okay, I'm also taking the over. Um, that's interesting what you say about Cincy maybe not being as good as their record says. Perhaps uh, we'll get into that a little bit later. Um, my two L's are Arkansas. And then I think they're going to lose either at SMU or at UCF. That's I'm, what I have, too, at Arkansas and then one of the two yep. away games. All right. Um, but Cincy, let's be honest, front runner um, for the – and they're the odds-on favorite to win the conference. Um, but they're going to be pretty good, safe to say. One of the things that's key from what you and I both said, we both expect either a loss at SMU or at UCF. Given the way this conference shakes out, 
even one conference loss could be damning. It could. It could be very damning, especially because there are no divisions. Only the two teams with the highest winning percentage go to the to the conference championship game. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's going to be really interesting. We'll get a little bit into that later, but keep that in mind because they play at UCF. Justin, what's the next team on the docket? The next team on the docket is Central Florida or the University of Central Florida, if you want to get technical, the Golden Knights or the Fighting Gus Malzons. <laughs> they have a very good team, actually. UCF, you know, they didn't start off great last year, but they finished very strong. They have a very experienced O-line coming back. They have a power running back and a speed running back. And Mikey Keene proved himself to be a pretty capable quarterback, even beating Florida at the end of the year, which, again, really wasn't saying that much. (laughs) They returned 14 total starters and did very well in the transfer portal. Their win total is also set at 9.5. I think the biggest thing you just said there, 14 returning starters, that's incredible. They basically have seven on each side, if I understand that right. Yep. And the biggest key for me, Bowser. Bowser. Literally, his name is Bowser. Bowser, baby. He is my probably one of my favorite running backs to watch in all of college football. He's they, good. He's really good. He's... I, I don't know who to compare him to. He's not like a Harvey Yunga that's short and stocky. It, I know exactly who to compare him to. Who? Nine-year-old me. <laughs> let, let me tell you a quick little story. Sorry, I'm going to go on a little bit of tangent. We were playing for the like division championship in Pop Warner, Escondido. 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 It was 6-6. Six to six. We both missed our extra points. The last play of the game, I get the ball on a wedge. Okay. okay. A wedge. Yes, Love a it. wedge play. Right up the middle, and I break it open. It's just me and the safety who was like 20 yards diagonally like to my left. So I can run clearly to the right side. Yeah. Just touchdown. Win the game, right? <laughs> Nine-year-old me didn't care about scoring touchdowns. It cared about, I cared about contact. I cared about Human laying body the wood. craves contact. That safety was probably <laughs> 60 pounds. He was the <laughs> smallest little tyke ever. But I looked at him dead in the eyes, and I ran straight for him. Not towards the end zone. No, straight for him. <laughs> I ran over him so hard that I toppled over the top of him. And tackled myself. And the game ended in a tie. That's who Brock Bowser is. That is 100% who Brock Bowser is. He is going to be an absolute, just electrifying player this year. Keep your eyes on him. I'm really high on UCF. I I definitely think that they're going to take the over. or I'm definitely taking the over on them. They're definitely going to win 10 games or more. Their only game that I see as like difficult... I mean, they played Louisville. Which Louisville, like we said last year, or last episode, it can be a pretty good team. Yeah. But they play them at the Bounce House. Mm-hmm. The Bounce House is hugely underrated. It's a crazy environment. That one, I think UCF can win. Then they play at or they play Cincy at home, mm-hmm. which is another home game. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I see 10 or 11 wins on this schedule. I'm taking the over. Before I move on, I do want to, we, we forgot to add it in. Uh, Dan took the over on Cincinnati. Oh, okay. Dan is yes. not with us today. We are going to announce his picks. Dan took the over on Cincinnati. Now back to UCF. I am also taking the over for much of a similar reason that Jared took it. UCF has four key games this year. Games that will be very difficult versus Louisville, versus SMU, versus Cincy, and at Memphis. Three of their four key games are at home, and the bounce house is not a place to be taken lightly. 
given that, I think UCF might win 10 or 11 games this year. I'm taking the over. Yeah. And at Memphis, that's probably the weakest of those four teams. Yeah. And so if there was one that you had to play on the road, it would be Memphis. It would be Memphis. Um, all right. Moving on. We're going to take it to another front runner for the conference. Oh, no. I'm skipping one. My bad. Uh-huh. <laughs> My bad. We're going to East Carolina. Uh-huh. Definitely East Carolina not a front, front runner. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, definitely not uh, a front runner. But Eastern Carolina. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm actually pretty high on this team. Okay. They're, they have an over-under of 6.5, just to throw that out there. Last year, they went 7-5. and five. They beat the bad teams, lost to the good teams. Pretty competitive. They're exactly where you want to be. They would have gone to a bowl game, but it got canceled um, because of COVID. They do return 71% of their production from last year, which is a step up. They have a good line, good, really good running backs. Seven starters returning on both offense and defense, much like UCF. Um, When I look at their schedule, they have kind of a rough draw. Uh, They play Houston at home. They go to Cincy, to BYU. They do get UCF at home and Memphis at home. But then they also play NC State. Mm -hmm. It's at home, but let's be honest, East Carolina does not have that much of a home field advantage. No. So I'm penciling in five L's. I don't think they're going to pull any any upsets, but I do think that they're going to win seven games this year. I'm taking the over. All right. Uh, Dan is also taking the over on East Carolina, and he took it on UCF as well. I'm going to have to disagree with you guys and take our first under of the night. Interesting. I'm taking the under on East Carolina. I think six wins is the ceiling of this team. Now, East Carolina was okay last year. They did close out the season very strongly, but they did not make any strong offensive moves in the offseason. They'll be okay offensively again this year. They got screwed over on scheduling. They got the four hardest teams in the American (laughs) on their schedule. They literally drew the four hardest. That sucks. It was really bad. And they have an automatic L at BYU. Auto L. NC State is an L. And I wouldn't be surprised if Old Dominion made a game out of what they're Interesting. in week two. Because Old Dominion shan't be slept on. Yeah, they had a competitive bowl game with Tulsa mm-hmm. this very last year. So I'm going to take the under. I think six wins is the ceiling. Okay. Uh, I would not be surprised to see this one go over, go under. I'm going to be honest. Um, the, there's a couple games on here. Uh, Memphis... Maybe the USF game that could be toss-ups. Maybe Tulane. Um, and like you said, Old Dominion. So I wouldn't be surprised to see that one hit the under. Mm-hmm. Now let's talk about the other top team that Jared was mentioning that was East Carolina that yeah. is no longer East Carolina because it is now <laughs> Houston. A little ahead of myself. Houston returns one of the best quarterbacks in the group of five. Arguably in the nation. And a high-powered offense and an incredible wide receiver in Dell. Yes. This offense will be high-flying and fun, combined with also one of the best defenses in the American that had, if I'm not mistaken, the top, or if not, if they were second place in the conference in sacks last year. They had a good defense. Their win total is set at nine. What you taking? I think nine is a pretty good number, but I'm taking the over. Okay. I'm slamming this over, Slamming actually. the over. Uh, first, Clayton Toon and Dell, that's... That's like bad. Yeah. That's like Dax Milne and Zach Wilson before Zach Wilson started banging moms. Um, <laughs> so sorry. I had to get that one out there. Um, before Dax Milne started stealing girlfriends. Too. Yes. Uh, 
fun, interesting nugget. That D-line that you were referencing that had so many sacks last year, it's called Sack Avenue. I mm-hmm. love that. And they return all three. And they return, Yeah, they return everyone. Um, so I'm very high on that. Taking a look at their schedule, this is why I'm taking the over. It's 9.0, so if you get 9, it's a push. Mm-hmm. There are only, let's see, three games on here, maybe four, which are a toss-up. But I think Houston will be odds-on favorite in every single one of these. At UTSA, mm-hmm. I don't think they're going to be as good as they were last year, unfortunately, for the... Rest in peace, Sincere McCormick. Yep. Uh, at Texas Tech, I don't think Texas Tech will be that good this year. No. I think that's kind of a toss-up game, and no. I think Houston has the edge there. At Memphis and at SMU are the other two, and I think Houston it has a better roster. I think they're just better than those two teams. Um, so I'm taking the over, and I honestly think that they might win 11 games again this season. I mean, talking about Texas Tech, you mentioned that as perhaps one of the harder uh, harder games. Houston is actually power rated over Texas Tech in the predictive analytics tool that I'm looking at here in the beta rankings uh, put out by Sharp College Football. You should check them out. They're a lot of fun to look at. Dan took the under on Houston. I don't think he's very high on them. I'm going to take the over with you. Houston gets a tough draw needing to go to at Memphis and at SMU, but I can't see them losing both of those games. Right. I wouldn't be surprised if they went undefeated in conference play and ended with an 11-1 and record. Yeah. And the best thing about this, they do not play Cincy or UCF. Nope. That's Neither. huge. They avoid them both. So if you if they do do what you say and they go 8-0 and in conference, which they very well could be, that locks up a spot, which means the winner of the Cincy-UCF game would likely fill that other place. Yeah. They're, very, very interesting. Their only possible conference loss, in my opinion, is at Memphis, and it would have to be them dropping the ball. Yep. Yeah, because they, they should win that game, mm-hmm. hands down. Yep, I agree. Uh, is Dan's taking the under? We're both taking the over. Let's move on to that second team that you were mentioning just barely, Memphis. Memphis, I'm not sure how I feel. They had a very underwhelming year last year. When you look at Memphis, does it make you just want to, like, cheap shot, punch somebody in the back of the head? Or, like, I don't know. <laughs> a little bit, Does it actually. make you want to start, like, a brawl? or? It does. For some <laughs> reason, I just... The blood flows in my head with that. Um, anyway, uh, they basically lost to everyone um, of consequence in the AC, or in the AAC last year, um, except except SMU, which was weird. They returned sixty nine percent of production. Nice. Um, I don't know. They have like some returning, uh, some key returners. They have an all American, but like not all American, all American conference. Yeah. Safety. Key distinction. Yes, key distinction. And they have experience on the back end of the defense. But I'm not too high on their offense. I really like it when Memphis is good because I love their uniforms. Um, but they're also going through a couple coaching changes um, with some coordinators. So with their over-under set at 7.5, I think I might be taking the under on this one. Alrighty. And it looks like Dan disagrees with you. He's going to take the over. Apparently he's high on this Memphis team. I think that this Memphis team could very well start um, five and one, okay, or at least four and two. They get at Mississippi State, at Navy versus Arkansas State, North Texas, and Temple. Mm-hmm. They could start four and two, five and one, somewhere around there, but then they're going to go on a tremendous losing streak, and the under will cash. 
Memphis has a very good sophomore quarterback, but their offensive line is nothing but average. They lack a running attack, and they just lost their best two wide receivers and did not replace them with anyone of consequence. They were a very penalty-happy team last year, or penalty-happy, if you want to say it that way. So unless they can clean that up, the under is guaranteed. Yep. Um, I don't see anything exciting with this team. I don't think they're going to be like the Memphises of old where – you know, they're putting up 70 points a game and whatnot. So, taking the under there. Mm-hmm. Now, let's talk about a team with some ties to the church. Ooh. Not necessarily Brigham Young University, but a member of the church that was on. What was that movie called? Uh, Meet the Mormons. Meet the Mormons. Ken, I'm not even going to try to pronounce his last name. New Matalolo. Yes, that. <laughs> and Navy. Navy's an interesting team. When they have a good running quarterback, they are extremely good. You can always count on their defense being good. They're going to miss Fago. Rest in peace, Fago. <laughs> Fago, that's a great name. That is a great name. All time. Yep. Uh, unfortunate to have on the back of your jersey, but looks a lot cooler <laughs> when you have a neck roll over it, which he did. Um, <laughs> if their triple option hits this year, they will be good. They can't be as bad as they were last year, but their win total is set at four. Okay. That's pretty low. Mm-hmm. This one's hard for me, but I'm just going to take the under. Now, they do, obviously, they play Army and Air Force. Air Force, I think, is going to be one of the best G5 teams in the country this year. Mm -hmm. So I have an L there. Army's a toss-up. They're definitely losing to Notre Dame. But Notre Dame does go to Annapolis, which I think is really interesting. Yeah. That should be fun. Mm -hmm. But they also have a pretty bad draw in the American. They go to Cincy, to UCF, to SMU. And then they get Houston as yep. well. And they go to East Carolina. So I'm they're taking a bunch of L's. I'm sorry, Nick Ken, but you just don't have enough juice to keep up with these high flying teams in the ACC or AAC. Mm-hmm. Same thing. Um, yeah, basically same thing. <laughs> Honestly, who you know maybe the AAC is the power five, six, yeah, whatever. Maybe ACC should be down there. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, I'm taking the under. I don't. I'm not very high on this Navy team. Dan agrees with you. He's going with the under as well. No respect for the Armed Forces Academies on this podcast because I am also taking the under. Just because the total is set at 4.0. If this was 3.5, I think I'd take the over. I right. think 4 is the right amount. But I think 3-9 and nine is way more likely than 5-7 and seven with this schedule and the yeah. way that it lays out. Yeah, Though there's... I do think that they, will, <laughs> that they will be sucking the entire year and somehow beat Army <laughs> at the end of the year while Army is like 8-4 and four or 9-3 and three or something like yeah. that. So... That always seems to happen. <laughs> Army-Navy game's always a toss-up, so that, that'll be a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, but I will eat my hat if they win five games. They're not winning five games this season. Not with that schedule. Now, everybody try to pay attention here to Monty Python. Oh. Because there's some coconuts, and you're hearing it. Bubble. Who's coming? The Pony Express, baby! And there's- S.M. You. They're just, they're still coming. Yeah. yeah. I just, I don't think they're going to come this year. I don't think they're quite arriving. You might want to rephrase that, Jared. (laughs) I don't think they're going to arrive this year. Um, Yeah. They they are on the way up. I do, I do believe that. Um, It's going to take some rehab after Sunny Dykes left. I really like Sunny Dykes. SMU was really confusing last year. They were really good, but lost some stinkers and weird games. Um, they have Tanner Mordecai, and he's their quarterback. Cool name. Uh, Rashi Rice, the wide receiver. Mm -hmm. Hope I'm saying that right. That's a dope name. Uh, they also have two other, um, 
D linemen that have cool names. Devere Levelston and Elijah Chapman. So they just have a bunch of all-time names on their team. Which is always a good sign. Which is always a good sign. I just don't think that they are back yet. That That's my only thing with SMU. I think they will be good in the coming years. I like their coach. I like the hire. I just don't think it's going to be this year. They go to Maryland. That's an L. They play TCU at home. That's an L. UCF on the road. L. Cincy. Houston at home. L. L. They play Memphis at home. They go to USF, to Tulsa. Um, I just don't see seven wins on the schedule. I think six is probably their ceiling. Um, so I'm going to go under. Interesting. Now, SMU will be going through a transitionary period with a new head coach. That is absolutely right. But the thing with SMU is that though their coach left, most of their core player group actually stayed. There were not a lot of key transfers out, but there were a few coming in. So they opened the season at North Texas and versus Lamar. That's two wins right there. Probably lose at Maryland. I actually think that they'll be a better team than TCU and that they will beat TCU. Ooh. That will probably be the linchpin of this over or under. Right. I think it falls SMU's way. I'm going to go with the over on this one. Interesting. Though Dan seems to agree with you because he took the under. Interesting. See, uh, I think they, they might be a team to watch because I think they have their, what do you call it? The difference between, you know, having a seven or eight win season and a four and eight season, I think is pretty close. Like depending on how things fall, they could either be a top tier or like a second tier team, or they could be like a fifth tier team mm-hmm. in the AAC. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about USF. We got the Bulls. The Bulls are a load of bull. <laughs> they open the season with BYU at home. Then Howard at home. And then they go at Florida at Louisville. That is rough. They'll be one and three in that stretch. Guaranteed. Their win total set at four. How are you feeling about these South Florida Bulls? Not good. Not good whatsoever. Um, I have I do think that they're gonna be better than people think, but their schedule is just so hard, dude. Yeah, they have a brutal schedule. They get UCF at home, which, you know, is their only bright spot. But they go to Houston, to Cincy, they get East Carolina, they draw SMU, they go to Tulsa. Like, honestly, their only wins on here are probably Temple and Howard. Mm-hmm. So I'm going under, 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 under. I do think that maybe not this year, but next year they might be they might be better. I'm going under on this too. Uh, I do see three wins on the schedule. I do think they have a chance of beating Tulsa as well, even though okay. they are going into the Golden Hurricane. But I think that three and nine is way more likely than five and seven, given that the total is set at an even four. So I'm gonna have to go with the under on this one. And it looks like Dan has the same reasoning as us. He's taking the under. Nice. Uh, I'm just gonna get out ahead of this one. I'm taking the under on the next team. <laughs> okay. Well, I hope you've been saying your prayers and uh, reading your scriptures, Jared, because we're going to the temple. Yeah. No. Now I will make this very clear. Not the temple. No. Just Temple. Just Temple. Just Temple. They were absolutely abysmal last year. They only beat Akron, Wagner, and then somehow Memphis, which says a lot about Memphis. Um, no, their over-under is two and a half. Uh, they play Duke, Lafayette, and UMass. Those three are probably the best three that you could draw if you're this Temple team. Temple at Duke week one will be an ultimate toilet bowl game to watch. <laughs> the score to that one will either be like 9-6 to six or like 48-45. Yep. <laughs> um, 
Can we get another zero zero? Oh, that'd be awesome. It's like triple overtime. They're doing the weird two point conversion crap, and it's so still like zero, the zero. final score is two to zero. <laughs> yes, that'd be amazing. Um, I'm sorry, I'm just so low on Temple. I don't even think they beat all three of those teams. You're losing two. You're losing at least one of those three, maybe two. So I'm taking the under. All right. Dan took the over on this Temple team. Whoa. I'm going to have to agree with him. Whoa. So I do think Temple sucks. Okay. I absolutely think they are awful. They will beat Lafayette. Yep. This isn't Louisiana Lafayette. This is just the University of Lafayette. Just Lafayette. This is just Lafayette. They will beat UMass. UMass yep. sucks. UMass and they terrible. get UMass at home. Now, can they win one of their other 10 games? Normally, I would say no. But given that they are in the American and dumb stuff... The American is the Pac-12 of the East. Oh, Dumb yes. stuff happens in the American. I think Temple could get at least one more win, which would bring them to the over. They beat Memphis last year. Mm-hmm. All right. You know what? I'm, I'm still going to stick with the under, but I will not be surprised or shocked if Temple wins three games this year. And not because they beat Duke, but because they beat, like, I don't know, USF or East Carolina or something. Yeah. Something ridiculous. Now, are you ready to go surfing, Jared? Uh, I would love to go surfing, actually. Yeah? Yeah. Because we got to talk about a team. A team. The Green Wave. Oh. Of. Tulane. Okay. They have cool uniforms. They do? Ex-SEC member, ex-SEC champion. Yes, SEC champions. People forget. <laughs> Can't forget about that. Uh, Tulane set at 6.0. Um, I don't, I don't know. I think 6.0, I think that's probably a, a good, uh, a good number. Yeah, it is. I'm not super high on this team. Um, I think they might be able to squeak out six wins, but definitely not seven. Hmm. They have a bunch of returners coming back, but that doesn't say much because they won two games last year Yeah, and they were, you know, good, but not super competitive. Um, and they have a really hard schedule. They do play UMass, but then they play Kansas State at Houston, at USF, East Carolina, Memphis, versus USCF, at Cincy, and SMU. Mm-hmm. I'm taking the under. All right. Dan is also taking the under, so shout out. You guys are in accordance there. I'm going to have to break it into <gasps> some discord. I'm going to take the over on this one, which is interesting because I think this is the very first even total over that I've taken. Interesting. Tulane, I think, will be a very good team, actually. Okay. They're going to be a much better team than they were last year. Yes. Last year, they had very, very bad turnover luck. And college football trends tend to suggest that when it bounces one way one year, it'll bounce the other way the next. True, true. So, I think they will have better turnover luck. I think they will be able to manage it. And I don't think the American is incredible. They do play Houston. They do play Cincy. They do play UCF. They get all three of the big boys. But their, one of their away games is South Florida. That's definitely manageable. They get Memphis at home. They get SMU at home, and they get East Carolina at home with UMass, Alcorn, and Southern Miss in the non-con. I think they can steal one more game to get to seven wins. I think the over will hit. Interesting. That's a pretty bold pick, seeing as it's not 5.5 or 6 point, you know. You're taking the over. I'm taking seven and five. Interesting, because I would definitely take the over, and you get the push if it's six, mm-hmm. but 
Justin's feeling pretty confident about this Tulane team. Yes, I am. You know what? I will not be mad. I, I, their colors with like the powder blue and the green. It's beautiful. And dude. the old. When like, they go to the, their throwback like wave logo yeah. with the wave like holding the megaphone or whatever the heck it is. Yeah. It's incredible. It's beautiful. Yeah. I I don't know. I'm not gonna buy in, but I can see why you're buying in. Okay. It's like drugs. It's like <laughs> what? you know what? You can buy your stuff. I'm not gonna do it, but go ahead. <laughs> the Royal Strong and True Podcast is not sponsored the use of no comment. Maybe that was not the best. Uh, that was, probably wasn't the best example. <laughs> um, yeah, okay. Yeah, anyway, yeah, moving yeah, on. Yeah. Uh, our last team is Tulsa. Tulsa. Tulsa is the Golden Hurricane. Mm-hmm. right? Golden. The Can't golden. forget about Golden. 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 Mm. Not just the Hurricane. It's the P-Hurricane. The Golden. The what? The pea hurricane. hurricane. Yeah. Oh, pea hurricane. You know, like the golden shower. You know, the pea. Yeah, the golden, golden hurricane. hurricane. Okay, well, that puts a different spin on how I look at this over under. <laughs> um, last <laughs> year, last year they weren't bad. They were competitive on in all of their games. They went seven and six. Started out bad, closed off the year with four straight wins, including a bowl win. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were competitive in all of their games except for against Houston and Ohio State. Houston won eleven games the regular season. Ohio State is obviously Ohio State. Um, so the that's Ohio State. The Ohio State. However, uh, their offense and defense are going to be a struggle. They mm. do not return a bunch of production. Nope. There's a lot of good teams on their schedule, too. Listen to this. They get NIU at home. That's NIU, a good team. They won the MAC last year. Remember, the first team to ever go from zero conference wins to winning the conference championship the next year. Yep. And I, that, that's all we need to say. They will not be bouncing back to zero wins, I don't think. I do not think so either. Um, anyway, Tulsa goes to Wyoming. That's an L. Mm-hmm. Uh, they get NIU at home. I think that's an L. And then they go to Ole Miss. That one's a toss-up. Just kidding. No, Tulsa's gets. Tulsa's getting... I was going to say, if anything, Wyoming's a toss-up, not Ole Miss. <laughs> no, Ole Miss is going to blast Tulsa. Booty schmonger them. Yes. And then they get... They don't draw UCF, but they get Cincy at Houston at Memphis. I, I'm going under. They're not going to win two. I think they go one and three. In non-con, um, and I don't know if they can win four, much less five games in conference. So I'm taking the under at the very least. It's a push. All right, Dan is taking the over on this Tulsa team. Apparently, he's thinking that Dan they are like going somewhere bowling. Else. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm with you on this one, Jared. I'm going with the under. I think five is probably the right number. I think four wins is a lot more likely than than uh, six wins. They did close out the year with four straight wins, but they had a lot of bounces go their way in that streak. Other teams that had quit, their offense really wasn't clicking. They lost the majority of their already like sparse yeah. defensive talent. It's it's going to be hard for Tulsa to win. I think they're they're going to lose a lot of games. I'm, I'm going to go with the under on this one. Yeah. Yep. Um. Anyway, that wraps it up for all the team over unders. Uh huh. Now, as usual, we'll go to our conference championship picks. Bum, 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 bum. Now, this is really interesting. This is the last year with Cincy, Houston, and UCF in the conference. Uh-huh. They will all be leaving. And I think it is very safe to say that these will be the top three teams in the conference. Mm-hmm. Do you agree? Yeah. So, with that being said, who do we think is going to go to the conference championship game? The top two teams, based on winning percentage in league, mm-hmm. regardless of out of conference, will go to the championship game. Yep. 
Now, personally, I think Houston is a lock. Okay. Houston's uh, conference schedule is pretty easy. They play Tulane at Memphis at Navy, USF at SMU versus Temple at ECU and Tulsa. Okay. They should be favorited. They should be favorites in every single one of those games. However, the second team is up for grabs between Cincy and UCF, and I think the winner of that game will be going to the championship game. So who are you calling? I'm actually going to go with UCF. UCF? I'm very high on UCF. From After their... making the playoffs, since he doesn't even make their conference championship game. No. And I think they'll be a very good team. I do think they'll be good. I just am really high on UCF for some reason. I love their colors. Maybe that's the reason. It's because I just love their colors. Mm-hmm. Um, and their uniforms are beautiful. But I think UCF, especially with Brock Bowers back, has a ton of returning production. If they can just get a solid quarterback, they have a transfer from Ole Miss that's going to come in and, and try to play. They have another quarterback that did all right last year after Dylan Gabriel went down. I think UCF takes it. I think it's going to be UCF and Houston in the conference championship. And who wins it? I don't know. you got to make a pick. I don't that's know. That's not how this podcast works, Jade. How else are we supposed to publicly humiliate you if you don't make a pick? <laughs> Um, it's the content. <laughs> I'm going to go with UCF. UCF? Actually, nope. Yeah, I'm still going. The conference championship say, game. I already wrote it in the spreadsheet. You can't change it. All right. Well, <laughs> there it goes. Uh, it will be played at Houston, I think, because the team with the higher winning percentage hosts the championship mm-hmm. game. Yeah. Love that, by the way. Yep. I think it's better than playing at a neutral site. Yep. Um, unless you're the Big Ten, you go play at Indianapolis, because then it's easier for me to fly to. Mm. Um, I don't think... I, if it were at UCF, guaranteed UCF's going to win. Even though it's at Houston, I'm still going to take UCF. Okay. Just the returning production. Gus Malzahn knows how to win. It was only his first year last year, mm-hmm. and he went 9-4 and four and beat Florida in a bowl game. Yep. Again, not saying much, but I think this is going to be a really good UCF team. They're taking it. They're winning the final chance they have of winning the AAC. Now, Dan tends to agree with you on UCF. Okay. He thinks UCF is going to make it to the championship game against Cincinnati. Interesting. So Cincinnati's back, but he's saying that UCF is going to take it home. All right. UCF is going to upset Cincinnati. I also agree that UCF will be in this championship game, but I think that they will be the second seed and that Houston will be the first, just like you said, Jared. But I'm going to have to disagree with you and say that Houston is taking it home. Ooh. Houston right now currently sets, sits as the third highest team or like the third most likely team to win the conference according to the odds that are out there right now i think they're sitting at plus 500 or something like that plus 400 and then ucf plus 200 since he plus 180 okay perfect houston i think will be an incredible team and they will have an offense at levels that are unprecedented in the american they have had good overall teams in the american since he was not an offensive explosion they just played against bad teams. Houston, I think, will be an offensive explosion, and I don't think they will be contained. They are going to win 11, if not 12 games, including this conference championship game. I think they're making a New Year's Six. Interesting. I like that. I will not be surprised one bit if that happens. I also think Houston is going to be really, really good. I think Houston... I, I think the winner of the AAC basically is guaranteed to go to the New Year's Six as part of the group of fives like bid. Right. Mm-hmm. I think all these teams will be top 20, top 25 teams. It sucks for the AAC because I don't think they're going to have a lot of big schools, like not going to have a lot of 
oh, we're losing these three, but, you know, East Carolina won 10 games. You know, they're not going to have Their that. top three schools are leaving at the end of this year. Right. And they don't really have, like, a vision of, oh, who's next, you know? Um, but I think for all three of these schools, for Cincy, Houston, and UCF, I think this is going to be great for them. Mm-hmm. They're going into the Big 12 next year with BYU. If they can all do what we're thinking, right, win 10-plus games, each one of them, that will be fantastic for the Big 12. It will be, and if BYU can do it too, the Big 12 is going to be making Monet mm-hmm. in their next meteorites deal. Yes, they will be. I think it's going to be really interesting. Obviously, Cincy, Houston, and UCF are going to leave, but they are putting themselves in a good position for the Big 12, like you said, because they will have returning quarterbacks. They will have lots of returning production. It's a different situation with BYU, whose first year in the Big 12 will likely be more of a rebuilding year, depending on how you feel about Jacob Conover. Yeah. And we're losing our top two wide receivers in Puka Nakua and Gunnar, and Gunnar Romney. And at least one or two offensive linemen. Yep, mm-hmm. if not three. So it's going to be a very, very interesting thing to see how this all shakes out. At the end of the day, do you think the American will be the best group of five conference out there? Top to bottom, no. Okay. I do think they will be the best because nowadays, apparently, you just rank conferences based on how good the best team is, right? That's why the ACC is like the third best conference, right? Because they have Clemson. It's bull. It's baloney. It's some schnikey. That's what it is. It is some schnikey. Um, no, I think the AC. I think the AAC, like the top three teams, are going to be the top three group of five teams, maybe. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's pretty safe to say. Sure. Um, I don't think that the rest of the conference though is any good. Like I, literally, I will be surprised if there's like two or three bowl teams from the rest of the conference. Yeah. I think the ceiling of the conference is the ceiling of these three teams, Houston, UCF, and Cincy. They're definitely the teams to watch. The AAC is going to be in shambles after they yeah. leave. Pretty safe to say. Um, what about you? Do you have any thoughts on that? Do you think – I I don't know. I agree with you. I think the champion of the American Conference will likely be the highest-rated group of five team. Competing somewhat with the champion of the Sun Belt, I think. Okay. I think, yeah. you know, there's a lot of hype behind Grayson McCall. I think that Coastal Carolina will be making news, much to the chagrin of BYU fans. Everyone, yes. I don't think the Mountain West has a ton of, like, top-tier talent this year. Fresno State might be able to make some splashes, but I think at best they go 9-3. and three. So I think the highest-rated G5 champion who takes the New Year Six bid will be out of the American. But... The bottom 75% of this conference will suck absolute doo-doo nards. Yes, doo-doo nards, that's a good way to put it. Uh, with these three teams, Cincy, UCF, and Houston, um, say the winner goes to New Year's Six. Okay. Do they have a shot to win a New Year's Six Bowl? It depends on who they end up playing because it's, I don't know. It depends, does Georgia make the playoff or not? They'll probably have, a, if not one loss, two losses. Um, they avoid Alabama, so would they be playing like a Georgia school in the New Year's Six Bowl, or would the would they be playing like the Pac-12 champion? You know, if they're playing the Pac-12 champion, that's probably an automatic dub, you know. <laughs> but if they're playing a school like Georgia, or they're playing a school like I don't know, maybe um, like a Michigan or a uh, Penn State or something like that, it might be a little more, more difficult. Yeah, I I think they'll have a shot. It it definitely depends, like you said, because I think. The difference between Tier 1 of college football and Tier 2 is actually pretty high. Yeah, it's it's a huge jump. Right? Ohio State, Alabama, Georgia are on like one tier. And then 
the tier two of like the Michigan, Penn State, Wisconsin, uh, Ole Miss, Baylor, BYU, Oklahoma State, Oklahoma, Texas. Like that's a big jump, and we see it every year in the playoff. It's always Alabama and Georgia and Ohio State and Clemson, but we all think they're on the down. And Notre Dame gets to hop in just to get blown out by 45 points every time. They basically just get in on their name. They like show up to the club and they're just like, hey, we're the Fighting Irish. Bouncer's like, oh, come on, yeah, come, come on, on in. in, come on in, and then they get, you know, you were good thirty years ago. <laughs> yeah, you had Newt Rockney. Come on in. <laughs> anyway, um, I think they do have a chance. I think all three of these teams, if paired with P five teams at the end of the year, could walk away with significant bowl wins in big bowls. Now, will they get a chance? Probably not. I wouldn't be surprised if a ten win Cincy team is playing like a seven win North Texas. Yeah, in the mortgage Gasparilla Bowl on December 33rd or, or 23rd. December 33rd. <laughs> you heard it here first. You heard it here first, folks. No. No. Uh, December 23rd. Um, but I think all three of these teams will be tier two college football, like will compete with the Baylors, the Oklahoma States, the Ole Misses of the world. Mm-hmm. December 33rd. 33rd. <laughs> we're both messing it up. It's not even late. It's like 9 o'clock. <laughs> so we talked about that, you know, the New Year's Six game that is probably going to happen. Within the American, what are your other games to watch out for? Games that will just be a ton of fun that all college football fans should have on their radar. Okay. This game is probably one of the games of the year. If everything shapes out like we're seeing it is, seeing it, it, it will. Um, I don't even know what I just said. <laughs> 33rd. The 33rd of December in week nine, Cincy at UCF. That's going to be a great game. Not only are these going to be two of the top teams in the, I almost said Big 12, not yet, the AAC. Dude, I need to like take a five-hour energy or something. I'm like going off to his house here. Um, They'll both be in the top 20, likely. Yes, both in the top 20. Both of them will be competing for that New Year's Six spot. Like we said, the winner might, well, not might, but will have the leg up, might be the deciding factor in going to the AAC Championship game. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you one thing. I love Nippert Stadium. I think it gets raucous sometimes. This is going to be the bounce house. The bounce house, baby. This is going to be wild. The bounce house. I remember we were watching the Boise State UCF game on Thursday night. It was it was like week one. It got delayed for like six hours. That was a fun game to watch. <laughs> They're playing at like one a.m., two a.m. Eastern, and everyone was there. Yeah. It was jam packed full of students <laughs> and fans. This is gonna be a wild game. It's gonna be a lot of fun. There are some other really fun games that are on the American schedule. We got TCU at SMU, Christians versus Methodists. You know, as, yep. as they always bring out these random like <laughs> that versus this. You know, of course. And, and also, Sunny Dykes will be at TCU now, mm-hmm. playing against his former school. Revenge game. Yep. Or, I guess it would be SMU's revenge against Sunny Dykes. I guess. Yeah. Uh, something like that. Another game I really have on my radar. Week two, Louisville at UCF. Ooh. So Louisville is a big player in the ACC. We'll see if they are good, if Malik Cunningham is the real deal or not. They have to go into the bounce house, and that could be a statement win for UCF at the beginning of the year. Power five win that would likely pull vault them into the top 25. Yeah, I really think that game is going to be crazy. Again, we are, we are at um, – it will be at the bounce house. It's going to be a crazy atmosphere. Bounce, bounce. And also, this is going to be, like you said, week two. 
that that's before these teams know what they're capable of mm-hmm. and what their uh, trajectory is. So if Louisville is going to have a bad season, they won't know it yet. So they're going to come into that game raring and ready to go. Yes, they will. Another game kind of like that I'm looking at is Memphis and Mississippi State Week 1. This is probably the marquee matchup of the American mm-hmm. in that opening week. Yeah. And I know Mississippi State is on the come up, you know, but they haven't been very good. Memphis wasn't very good last year. I think this game possibly could be one of those like 59 to 56 games if Memphis can put their offense together. That game could be absolutely electric. I raise you another week one game. Ooh, Cincinnati at Arkansas. Ooh, that's going to be a really fun one. We don't really know what Cincinnati's going to be offensively, but Luke Fickle is a great coach and they do do a very good job of developing their talent. Arkansas is projected to be very good this year, though and you know, obviously they'll have a loss to BYU. Of course. That will be a fun game to watch. And I think that game is going to be very different from this Mississippi State-Memphis game. It will be. Because Mississippi State and Memphis are going to throw the ball probably like 95 combined times. times. Yeah. It's going to be ridiculous. Arkansas and Cincy is going to be like old school football. Yes, it will be. Line them up just for running these young men at each other, seeing who's stronger. It's going to be insane. It's going to be just like 11-year-old Justin's kind of football. <laughs> Heck yeah, baby. That's the best type of football. <laughs> Anyway, that kind of wraps it up for our AAC preview. There's a lot to be excited about, especially with these top three teams. Not only will they be relevant in the conference championship race, they'll be relevant in the New Year's Six race in all of college football. They will all be ranked, I think, at the end of the year near near the top 15. It's going to be an exciting conference if you just take out the other eight schools. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) That's good. Before we go, one more thing. 43 days till college football starts. Okay. I, I can do that. Keep that in your heart. Keep th- that in your mind. I think I can do that. 43 days. Oh, man. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Royal Strong and True Podcast. Before we sign off, we want to give you a quick reminder to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Loyal2RoyalPod, where we are always posting fun and interactive fun and interactive content. We need your support to help grow this community. Please share the episode with your friends. Share the post. Leave a five-star review if you enjoyed the episode and download it. We are so grateful for you guys. We love this little community we have. We'll see you next time. Goodbye now. What does Dan say? Bye. I, I don't know. Love I you. Love you. I think it's love you. Love you. Love you. Love you.